Today we're going to talk about God, but not only God in our lives, but God in our children's lives. How can we make or even introduce God to our children. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Let's get growing. Hello, and welcome to the Pray Just Plant podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. If that's you, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. Welcome to the Pray Just Plant Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Media, and today in Season 5, Episode 1, yes, we're starting a new season, we're going to be talking about growing with God, but not just for ourselves as mothers, as homesteaders, but how can we as mothers help our children include God in their lives? A lot of it has to do with including God in our own lives so that our children can see it. But we're going to go through about nine different little topics that we can talk about, about how we can include God in our lives so that we can show our children how good God is and that God should be in their lives too. And not not be forceful with it, but just include them in our journey and they'll start their own journey. So let's first talk about the first way that we can include our kids with God. Well, We speak to God through prayer. Why not include our kids in that prayer? Why not ask them to pray with us? Not make a spotlight on them. Oh, it's your turn to pray. Have them help you come up with ideas of who you can pray for. And then you do the praying, but they're with you along beside you and listening with you. I think I'm going to mention a lot in this episode, but the biggest thing we can do is make God part of our day. Make God part of everything we do so it's essentially part of our kids' day. When we grow a garden and our kids come along on the journey, the same thing happens. When we talk and pray to God and the kids come along on the journey, the same thing happens. We can do that together. First, pray together. Next thing would be to talk about God. I know especially in this society and and sometimes when we go out into the world and so I said don't talk about politics don't talk about religion don't talk about those things but how are our children supposed to learn about God if we ourselves never talk about him I think it's important to acknowledge that he exists if you believe in something then you should acknowledge it you should talk about it it shouldn't be a taboo subject and I think it comes to that word religion a lot of the times you know I grew up in a religion and that's just not talk about because there's all these rules and all this these things that we're supposed to do well really God isn't a religion. He never said he was. What he is, is who he is. And the Bible is the book that he gave us to learn about him. That's all we should have to talk about. We shouldn't have to talk about all the religion aspects, all the taboo religion things. Just talk about God. Talk about how he loves our children. Talk about how he loves us. Talk about John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him has eternal life. It's that simple. So talking about God should be that simple. It shouldn't have to be all of these regulations and all of these rules. It should just be introducing our kids to God. And we can do that by just talking about him, making him part of our everyday. 
Also, the next thing would be faith in action. God asks us, he says, your works won't get you into heaven. Your, you know, good deeds don't get you into heaven. Your belief in Jesus Christ does. So we have to show that to our kids. If we're watching a TV show and something comes up and it's against our faith or, you know, it could be any subject. It could be a video game that's a little too violent. It can be anything that comes up. When we say, okay, well, I'm not going to watch this show anymore because of this, that's our faith in action. When we act out in faith, when we go and do our good works, when we go out and do the good things God asks us to do, yes, that doesn't get us into heaven. It's our faith in God and our believing in God that does. But our kids see the goodness that comes out of us. Our biggest testament to God is just telling our own story, telling our come to belief in God's story, our testimony. And if our kids don't even know that testimony, that's kind of hard because it's that's our job is to share as parents, as believers, is to just share our experiences with God with others. That's all we need to do. And that's what faith in action is. Just talking about God and being involved with him and sharing it with our kids and sharing it with others if, if the Lord pulls you to do that. And I think that comes into number four is just make God commonplace. I mean, it's common for us to pray at supper time. It's common for the kids to see me reading the Bible. It's common for us to read the Bible during school time. It's just common. It's just the the everyday thing. It, I mean, if we go to church, then that's good too. If we go and go, you know, give to the needy or donate clothes, that's good too. But just make it God commonplace. Again, I think a lot of us get stuck on this idea that we have to talk about religion and get all stuck in those ideas. But all we really need to do is make God part of our lives and they'll, God will easily be part of our children's lives. So now it is time for the tips and tricks segment of this episode where I share a few bonus tips and tricks I use here at Red Ridge Farm. This week's tip is brought to you by the Build Your Soil Health Guide. This guide was designed to help you, the grower, become that expert that your garden is craving you to be, to become that expert of your garden's soil. So this tip this week is about ordering seeds. You can't start a garden, you can't grow without first having the seed. My tip for you this week is to get those seeds ordered. Get your plans figured out about what you're going to grow and and go through your old seeds and see what you already have there because you want to use up your old seeds. But if you're looking for any... um, seed companies, maybe you want to try a different seed company. I have a blog post with the about 15 top seed companies in the United States and you can check out those and look for yourself and I put a little history behind each of them because isn't it fun to buy seeds from you know traditional places or buy seeds from a company that does good for others and so if you want a list of those seed companies I will include the blog post in the show notes. Let's get back to talking about God in our children's lives. This one is kind of 
a hard one, but we have to be willing to not only talk about God with our kids, but to answer their questions and not answer our questions from what we think, but answer it from the Bible because the Bible is what God gave us to look at and to use to understand him. There's Jesus's stories in the Bible. There's the stories of the Old Testament that we can learn moral ideas from. There's, you know, revelations about God coming back. And when we, we can easily use Google, you know, Mr. Google Pants, and ask what verses could answer that question for your child. And then go read those verses from the Bible and have a Bible. And don't worry so much about translations. Everything's going to make sense as long as you're always constantly reading the Bible. That's another thing is if you have a Bible, they should have a Bible too. And don't get those Bibles that are the little children's Bibles with all the pictures and it it brings the stories out of context. Just get them a children's Bible. There's great translations. I think there's like children's NIV and all it does is take the reading level down to a fifth grade reading level and that's going to be perfectly fine. And I think there's one for like a third, third to fifth grade level and then a fifth to sixth grade level and then there's a teenage level of the NIV. And that is a great way to just get the kids, they can start reading it on their own. If a child can read, they can read the Bible. It's very simple. Yes, there's some stories in there that can be a little R-rated, but that's the Bible, and and there's morals out of that. And I think these uh, Bibles that I have for my children, or even a teenage Bible, can help uh, reduce the words a little bit, um, make the make the story less, makes it a little more G-rated. It doesn't change the story in any way, but it just makes it a little easier for the kids. To And to me, if we don't talk about the evil things, if we don't talk about things in our children's lives, they're going to go somewhere else and learn it because it's still going to be part of the world. I mean, if a child needs to function and needs to learn something, they can either learn it from us, they can either learn it from the Bible, or they can learn it from the world. So having their own Bible is going to give them that sense of that they can connect and they can find the answers for themselves. The next thing would be to read the Bible together. I mean, we read it all the time for homeschool. I assign the kids to read like, I think it's like 10 to 12 verses every single day. And we read kind of, it's kind of like a reading the Bible in a year thing that you would do. Well, the kids can do the same thing. It's, it can be story time book that you read for story time or for bedtime, whatever, but read the Bible together as a family. So now it is time for the Growing With God segment of this episode where we try to build that relationship with our Lord and Savior and read directly from the Bible. So this season, we're going to be reading Ephesians chapter 2. And today we're going to be reading Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 5. And we're going to be reading from the Message Translation. It wasn't so long ago that you were mirrored in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. We all did it, all of us doing what we felt like doing, when we felt like doing it. All of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with a whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all of this on his own with no help from us. 
Then he picked us up and set us down in highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. So that was actually verses one through six. So what is that telling us? It's telling us that God saw that we were going to live sinful lives and he wanted to do something about it. And he did it. He had his son come to earth and he died on the cross for our sins so that we can be in the highest heaven in company with Jesus. And what that does is it makes us now God's children. It makes us children of God. And if God, Jesus is a child of God, he was sinless. We're not sinless. We sin. That's just who we are. That's who God made us to be. And we sin because we have free choice. Jesus had free choice and he did what he did because he was God. But also we have free choice and we do what we do. But through Jesus Christ, through God's love, remember John John 3.16 says that for whoever believes in God will have eternal life. That's why Jesus came. He died on the cross for us so that we can have eternal life. So that sin can be wiped away from us when we go to heaven. Sin and God can't be together. And so there's nothing we can do. There's no good works that will get us there. There's no um, miracle except the grace that God gave us through his son, Jesus Christ, and our belief in him. Now, if you're asking yourself, well, I'm not even sure if I'm a Christian. I'm not even sure if I believe. It's very simple. Like I said before, John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him, Jesus Christ, can have eternal life. That's all you need to do. Remember, our works don't get us there. Our good deeds don't get us there. Our sins don't stop us from going there because Jesus gave us the grace. So if you want to be part of that following, if you want to be a child of God and given the grace, all you have to do is say this little prayer with me Uh, and believe, of course, not just say it, but believe it in your heart. I believe in my Lord and Savior. I believe that he came to earth, that he died for my sins on the cross and rose again. I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you said that prayer, that it's amazing. You are now written in the book of life. There's nothing, not your sins, not anyone that can stop you from going to heaven. And now you and I get to learn more about God together in this segment. Just remember this week that there's nothing in this world but polluted unbelief and sin and a stagnant life and that God came to save you in his immense mercy and with his incredible love. He embraced you. He embraces us and he took our sin, dead lives and made us alive in Christ. So let's get back to talking about God in our children's lives and how having God in our own lives and showing that to our children is the key. Another thing that um, it's kind of hard to say, but when we disagree, like when we have disagreements with friends or we have disagreements with our husbands or we have disagreements with our kids, it's important for us to let our kids Maybe not see the whole disagreement, but at least see the forgiving side. Because that's what God asked us to do. His very first commandment, his very first two commandments that Jesus told us was, one, believe in God with all your heart, right? Two, 
forgive those and love our enemies. Well, how can we teach our kids, number two, if they never see us forgive our husbands or forgive our friends or do the forgiving on our side? When we forgive and let our kids see us forgive and even ask them for forgiveness when we lose it, because you know moms do, we sometimes just lose it and we get angry, we get frustrated. When we do that, to our husbands or to our kids, we need to ask them for our forgiveness because that's what God asks us to do for others. We, he asks us to forgive the friends that may have said something bad about us. He asks us to forgive, you know who, you know who you need to forgive. There's so many different aspects to life. It's hard for me to say who, but the point is, is that disagreements are going to happen in our everyday life. We're going to have different disagreements with the sales guy or the clerk, the saleswoman, or we're going to have disagreements with the feed guy. We're going to have disagreements. And when those happen, we need to be able to show our kids forgiveness. And, And we need to say that we forgive those people, or we need to ask even our children for forgiveness when we lose it sometimes. But the most important thing is we just need to show our children how to forgive and that forgiveness is not for the person that did the wrong thing. It's not for them. It's for us. It's for our inner soul that feels better when we forgive somebody because we're not holding that grudge. When you hold a grudge and it weighs you down, that other person probably doesn't even know that they offended you or or even hurt your feelings. A grudge doesn't doesn't hurt the other person. I mean, you may never talk to them again or something like that, but that still doesn't bother them. They go on with their lives. A grudge hurts us. And that's why God asks us to forgive. So we need to show our children how to forgive by showing ourselves forgiving people or forgiving the dog for pooing somewhere or whatever you can think about forgiving. The last thing I wanted to say is let's look into the Bible. Let's look into the Bible and see what it says about our children and about what we should be doing to help our children embrace God. So the first verse I'm going to read is out of Deuteronomy. It's Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be in your heart. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gate. So God himself asks us to share these commandments with our children, to not only share them with our children, but to, you know, think about them all the time. Talk about the commandments. What were the two most, you know, there's the 10 commandments, of course, but then there's the love thy enemy and love God with all your heart. God here asks us to talk about God with our kids. Impress them on our children. Tell them about the commandments. Tell them about the things God asks us to do. It is not our job to judge our children and make them follow the commandments. Our job is to tell them about the commandment. God's the judge. He's the one who handles that. What about Proverbs 22.6? Start children off 
on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. When we start our children off on making Bible reading a regular thing, making prayer a regular thing, making talking about God a regular thing, it'll be just a regular thing now and when they're 50 or 60 or 100 years old. And they can take that knowledge and share it with their kids or share it with someone that they love. How about 3 John 1 verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. God loves to have children walk in truth. It's his greatest joy. And we it's when we walk in truth, the kids will see it and they'll walk in truth. It's that simple. How about Matthew 19, 14? Jesus said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of, of heaven belongs to such as these. The last thing God wants us to do is hinder our kids from coming to him. And it can happen sometimes when we hold grudges or we don't show our children that we love God. That's, that can be a hindrance to them because they're not learning about God from us. So who are they going to learn it from? How about 2 Timothy chapter 3, 14 through 15? But as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of because you know those from whom you've learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Right there, exactly what we've been talking about this whole episode. You learned about God, teach your children. How did you learn about God? You just lived it. You got to read the Bible with your family. You got to go to church. You got to do those things. You just need to make God available for your kids so that they have someone to go to. And talk about it. Give them their own Bible. Do do things so that they can be involved in God on their own. Here's our last verse. Deuteronomy 4, 9 through 10. Only be careful and watch yourself closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Remember the day you stood before the Lord at Horeb when he said to me, assemble the people before me to hear my words so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land, may teach them to their children. So this is a verse from Moses. He was talking about the the tabernacle and how they built it up and how God came to them. But what does he say every single time? What have you seen? Take your story, this story of you in the desert wandering and God giving you manna. Tell it to your kids. They're going to learn. They're going to learn from your experiences. And we can do that same thing when we tell our children our story of how God turned our head towards him, how God turned our soul, our ideas, our thoughts towards him. That moment when all of a sudden you said that prayer or just something's inside clicked. You said, yeah, God is who he says he is. God is truth. And I believe in him. Tell that story to your children because your experiences with God are going to teach your children everything that you've learned. There's no way that we can learn something that we've not learned. So just tell your story. My story is very simple. I mean, I grew up in a kind of religion and it it was a religion that didn't really teach me about God. It told me 
It told me there was a God and it told me you should believe in a God. And he told me that if you didn't, you're going to go to hell. That's not teaching. That's telling our kids. That's just putting, pushing it on them. Teaching is bringing out the Bible and reading a story together. Teaching is showing the kids that you're struggling with forgiveness with this person and you tell them the story. That's teaching. Teaching is living and then sharing that life with our kids. Just to wrap things up, the most important and the easiest way to share God with our children is to just include our children in our own journey. When we read the Bible, read our read the Bible with our children. When we pray to God, pray with our children. When we talk about God, talk about God with our children. When we have frustrations and misunderstandings with God, talk about those. When we have the aha moment and the story, tell the story to our kids. That's all we can do. And we can't push anything. God doesn't want us to. I I can't even think of what verse it is, but the simple thing is you can't make a horse drink when you take it to water. It's It'll be thirsty or it won't be thirsty. But you can share your story. When that child comes to you and asks you about forgiveness, tell them a story. When a child comes to you and says, let's pray together, pray together. Just involve God in your life and he'll simply be involved in your children's lives. So I want to thank you for joining me here at the Pray Just Plant podcast. And if you have any questions or any comments that you would like to ask, please go ahead and visit the show notes. So what are the show notes? Well, the show notes is pretty much a blog post. You will find all of these verses that I've read to you there. You will find... um, any links that I might have so that you can learn more about the topic that we're talking about and learn about growing. That's our mission here at Red Ridge Farm is to help you grow, help you grow a garden, help you grow a homestead, help you grow a healthy family, and most importantly, grow closer to God. So again, I want to thank you for joining me. And if this is your first time, welcome to the Red Ridge Farm family of fellow growers. And as always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant.